Listening to Vocalo Radio, I'm Jesse Menendez, my in studio guest. I don't even know how to refer to this individual anymore. I mean, the press release said singer songwriter. I thought he was a rapper. MC. His name is Rich Jones. Hi. How How's are it? you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's good to catch up with you again. I talk to you pretty regularly, but I haven't spoken to you about a musical project in quite some time since Pink Slips, we were saying, which is almost like two years ago. Almost two years ago. Time really flies when you're having fun. I remember talking to you about Pink Slips in. At that time, I think you were experimenting a lot with your delivery and just who Rich Jones would be sonically. And this is really where I think I'm alluding to when I say, I don't know if you're a hip hop artist or a singer songwriter, because you were really trying to expand your horizons and it really showed through on your work. Here, though, I feel like on light work, right from the jump, you're letting us know I'm getting back to business. The bars have been dormant, so I'm coming out roaring. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, with this project, this was the, the first thing that I worked on this year after we dropped the Vegas EP, which obviously is 100% like a, a pop EP. You know, it just happened to be that Vaporize and I had been going back and forth about doing a project. And um, he sent me a playlist of, of stuff to, to look at. And then at the same time as, as fate would have it, I was offered a bunch of, of studio time at my friend's studio because I'd, I'd helped him kind of move in a bunch of the lumber to build the place out. So it was perfect. It was like, I have I have this time. I have these sounds. Let's see what we can come up with. And then, you know, along the way, too, this has kind of also been easily the m most casually collaborative work as well, just because while I was doing this, you know, I just had people coming through and I just say, hey, like, I, I think you'd sound good on this. So, you know, I, I feel like the whole process, not only was it kind of getting back to, you know, you know, a certain a certain style that I, I you know, obviously people have known me for, but also returning to it with with kind of what I've experienced while making other music and then also bringing my friends along for the ride, which, you know, I've had features before, but, I, you know, this this felt very right to have these specific people. This feels like a throwback, intro, doormat, bar game was dormant, so I had to roar back, see what took shape off of using Rorschachs, betting heavy on a horseback, worlds overlap, this is light work, why overact, my hooks clear the ocean, all sharks. So let's talk about your return to the bar game, this is something that is uh, an interesting progression, especially as we're talking about hip hop in 2017, cats like Post Malone have come under fire for quote-unquote distancing themselves away from hip-hop by referring to themselves as singers or songwriters or just artists. Everyone's like, you used hip-hop to rise to prominence. Why all of a sudden are you trying to abandon the moniker? You yourself are an artist who explores a lot of different ranges and sides to your artistry. What is your feeling about referring to yourself as something other than what folks might associate you with, and that is a rapper and MC. I mean, if someone refers to me as a singer-songwriter, I think that's an accurate reflection. If someone refers to me as a rapper, I think that's fairly accurate. My personal term that I appreciate the best is, is MC. I've said this multiple times. Um, to me, that stands for microphone controller, and it means whatever I want to do, whatever the vibe is, I'm going to do. And I, I think that, to me, is the most accurate. Though I understand other people look at that and they might be confused, like, oh, that's just hip-hop. Um, so, you know, I think in the vein of, like, MC and vocalist, I think is, is kind of where I lie. But, you know, it's 
at the core of what I make is hip hop. You know, that's you know when it comes down to the to the literally the, the the drum patterns, how I hear things, that informs a lot of what I make, and there is no denying that. So you know, I also don't want to have an attachment to one genre limit what I'm going to make in the grand scheme because I I know I I know one reason I started experimenting with other sounds in the first place was. You know, I'd, I'd made hip-hop records. They were really fun to make, but it was also why not try some other things? You know, I mean, one of the coolest things someone ever said to me, and I, it, it sounds crazy that I'd never even realized this until, you know, it's one of those, like, no-brainer sort of moments where this, this kid I went to college with, I remember I, I came back from my sophomore year, and he approached me and he said, I want, I want you to teach me about hip-hop because I had an epiphany about it this summer. I said, oh, yeah, what was your epiphany? He said, Hip-hop is literally every genre of music. You can take any genre of music and sample it, and it becomes hip-hop. Tell me more. And it, that moment just floored me because it, it got me thinking, well, th- that was also the moment where I started thinking, you know, I need to start listening to other other things, too. And it This was, dude it, was actually schooling yeah, you. He, yeah, exactly. That really kind of impressed upon me the, the necessity of, you know, keeping a diverse ear, not being scared to, to kind of, you know, follow a thread or line of thinking when it comes to creating new sounds. We connected. I'm someone she never expected. Staring in the mirror, always rejected. On the crust, turn the piece to the quiche. I put the trees in a circle, make the session a wreath. I shoot the breeze with the squad about the birds and the beasts. I watch the energy increase off the of liquor and leaf. I'm transcontinental and I'm taking it deep. Wanna hang for a second? So one of the things that I immediately recognize, and this is gonna sound stupid considering, I mean, this is your job, right? To write dope raps, to recite them yeah. in, in a way that's appealing to folks. But I said to you as I saw you, I was like, you know what, man? Like, this is seeming too easy for you it's almost effortless it's like the conversation you are you and i are having right now that's how i feel about listening to you rap now it's as if i know these these words were meticulously chosen but it's like you're just delivering them like you would with the ease of your normal speech pattern rapping seems easy to you. you're making it sound easy and you also sound the most comfortable that i've ever heard you in any of the projects i've listened to you on what do you attribute that to, and is that an accurate description? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I think in the last couple of years, the recordings that we put out, you know, especially like with Pigeons and Waffles back in 2015, you know, a, a, a constant thing that people were saying to me and have been saying to me is, man, you sound so smooth. And, um, you know, I, I think leading into this project, you know, if this is if this is kind of the, the best example of that, then then good. This means, you know, Things are going the way that I've been been trying to shepherd them. Um, for me, a, a big a big change was starting to think about making whatever I was writing and how I delivered it come from me and not from any of my or tr- just trying as hard as possible to not let any other outside influences kind of get in the way um, of of me showcasing myself and. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, people can listen to it. I'm sure they can they can hear maybe in their own mind if they've got a music library in their head, oh, this sounds like this, this sounds like that's always gonna be a thing. But I know with this project, I think it's a culmination of intentionality with really editing myself and really paying attention to how my voice sounds when I'm recording and then practice and, and really getting in front of people. You know, it's I, I remember a time not that long ago where uh, you know, we, we weren't a, getting the looks we were getting, and B, it wasn't sounding as good. So, you know, I, I think 
it's just sticking with it and and allowing myself to fail and and to not be good at what I was doing until one day you just kind of wake up and you kind of become what you wanted to be at least as a creator the couch teriyaki life on swampy staying quasi positive stains get fugazi all this kamikaze take out my troubles plus i do it loudly taking up air time planning me an air raid cranky and irate cutting close high fade running man have age burn it down no let's talk about the features you have on here you have a track on here called dean ween Mr. Show You Suck, one of my favorite rappers slash people. Tell me how this track came together. And it makes sense that the two of you together would name the song what it's called, especially considering how eclectic you each are, but also just how wild Dean Ween, the front man of Ween, is and how he came to prominence. So, I don't know if there's any association or you just were fooling and named it this, but... I mean, as with some some things, you know, if I hear something and I'm, I'm just kind of initially just throwing words on it, and uh, just to see how they sound, and it's not even necessarily going to be, but I just for some reason that phrase in particular Dean was kind of well, yeah. And I, I can't necessarily explain why it just kind of hit me in a certain way. And maybe maybe it's because I'd just seen you know that Ween was you know playing North Coast, or there was some there was something there, there, there was some sort of no association with it. But yeah, um, so it just kind of went from there. I, I had the chance to meet him a couple of times because he played some sh uh, New Year's shows at Tonic Room where I, I throw my monthly, and uh, so I, I went there. I think it was two years ago when the Omis oh were doing like a pop up show there, and I went to go see them. And I go to put my backpack in the basement. I see in the far back, I just see a plume of smoke. And I kind of pop my head over there, and there's, there's Dean Wayne. He's drinking, drinking a drink, and smoking a cigarette. And we, you know, we ended him and I ended up chopping it up till the bar closed. I, what are you? You just like, hey, what are you doing? No, we we just we just said hi. I'd, I'd met him previously through the old owner of the Tonic Room because he'd stayed at his house, and I'd popped over there to say hi to the owner. Um, and so you know, he he said he sort of remember. I doubt he remembers me because you know how many people has this guy met. Sure. But um, but yeah, man, we he he dropped some serious jewels on me about you know just life, and and so I was really appreciative of that um, but yeah so going back to the record with with show and uh, with sports boyfriend you know I, I just I like especially with how he performs on stage and how he delivers I mean Clinton is just so high energy there's just, it's just like a it's it's like the energizer bunny you just you, there's no stopping him and uh, so having having kind of him provide his kind of signature to that and then with sports boyfriend kind of doing some cool sultry bedroom pop vocals I just thought this is a really fun balanced record Wake up, blownays, allergies, cocaine, creeping on a cosine, mixing in the tomate. Put a wiggle in my walk, turn your legs to low main. Squint eyes like Posein, hook game like Bodine's, pat me down. He's clean, doing shots with Dean Wayne. You said it was just a dream. I said, that's kind of mean. Because it is. So, all in all, light work, you believe this is going to be a snapshot of what upcoming Rich Jones is going to sound like, or is this just you dipping your toe back into having fun with bars for now? I mean, so I've had a wonderful bunch of producers reach out to me this year and, you know, work on all sorts of records. Um, I think, if anything, while this one obviously is weighted more towards, you know, bars and, and being more hip-hop-centric, I mean, I, I certainly have a bunch of those records. Um, but, you know, we really went everywhere this year. You know, I, I love making a good pop record. You know, I started experimenting with some, some disco sounds and... 
um, you know, R&B and soul have already kind of been presented and you're kind of working on those records. And if anything, in a best case scenario, you know, future stuff is kind of a really awesome hybrid of all that. I know um, a project that we're getting ready to work on this year in terms of rolling out, it's pretty much done, is uh, Bad Ambassadors, and that's with Walking Shoe. Uh, he's worked with Tokyo and a bunch of other people, Show You Suck, yeah. um, myself and all that. And, um, you know, him and I have been working on this project for about two, three years. And I think in a lot of ways coming um, after this project, I feel like, especially with, with the Vegas project prior to that and also with he someone hearing a record like No Clue, I feel like it's the best example of a really balanced record between bars and kind of really pretty melodic music. Um, you know, and I, I think... With with Joe at the helm, I think we made something that I think is very uniquely Chicagoan and and now kind of in the sense. But you know, if, if we're doing it right, the whole world hears it too. So there you go. Um, you know, but it all starts with home. Rich Jones, congratulations! Light work is the current project. Continued success. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.